Hunt is loading. Password is pussy. Access is woo bitch. Granted. Level one, fuck I'm cut. I think it's time to pull the stunts. Pump the HP, pump the beats. Level up, hope off face defeat. Level two, chop and screw. Come for me and bitch, you'll lose. Cause I am the fantasy. I am the one that goes to see. Richard Villegas and I'm Beverly Bryan and we have a very special episode of Song Mass for you today. Ooh, it's lit! Um, this is Aja uh, with production by DJ Accident Report and winner. Um, this is Level Your Pussy Up. Uh. I don't understand why people leave their house looking like that. What the fuck was you thinking? <laughs> Everybody, I'm carrying. Hi, welcome to another episode of Song Mess with a special guest that we're very excited about. Oh my god, you guys! So it is DJ Accident Report himself, Eric Shorey. What up? How you doing, Eric? Oh, you know. So <laughs> I do know. So what have you got for us? Eric, what are we um, going to do today? Uh, we are going to go over a bunch of tracks by a bunch of drag queens. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like more than that. More than drag queens, but mostly drag queens. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff has been happening in the world today. Um, you know, just scary things, um, you know, Trumps and murders and things. And we're all still proud. And so that's the thing. It's just like... We need to bring attention and talk about, you know, this particular community. Like, we did a Pride episode, and that was great. But, like, there's too much happening right now in the trans community, in the drag community. Any kind of people that sort of question gender that are just, like, kind of getting fucked over by everything and everybody. Rest in peace, China Doll Dupree. Hello. And uh, Eric Shore, you guys, did an article actually a little while back about um, drag music and how valid and excellent it actually can be. It's not all just camp and ridiculous. Um, and so I thought that was a really great sort of in here. Like, that was such a fucking great article. I, I, I Thank you. Because you completely changed my mind. I always thought I was very dismissive of like, oh, drag music, girl, young girl, whatever. Um, and I really appreciated that you were like able to... Yeah, actually, we were just talking about how um, a lot of what people have labeled as queer rap comes from the ballroom scene, like the style of rapping, the beats, and 
you know, that is critically appreciated. Sure. Yeah. And I think we were, we were a little bit before the show talking about, um, the ways that rappers who happen to be queer, uh, have really resisted thinking of queer rap as a genre in and of itself. And which is totally understandable, totally understandable. But uh, I mean, when I wrote that article for pitchfork a while ago, I had started the article, thinking that it would be about how queer rap is its own genre of music. And then talking to the rappers, uh, they all just said no. And they don't want it to be thought of like that. And it marginalizes them and it prevents them from getting more exposure. So I had to change my tune about it. And I've, I've thought a lot about it since. And as people like Cakes and Mickey and other uh, rappers are coming up, it's, it's both easier and harder to think of queer rap as its own genre um, because they're getting more mainstream and because they're getting more listens. But also the music is continuing to sound really different from uh, most of the rap you hear on the radio. So it's, it's intriguing because it's like on one hand, it's like, yeah, some of it is just very innovative, very creative. And, um, you know, obviously the artists are all very unique in terms of like their vocal style, in terms of their flow. But also it's sort of, it seems like a shame to move away from, you know, accurately talking about the history of this style. Right, right. But I understand why anyone would do that for certain kind of marketing reasons, even for identity politic purposes. I mean, it's tough as a music journalist when you want to support artists and you want to listen to the artists and at the same time, it's sort of like you also sometimes are caught between letting them tell their story and telling the truth. Right. <laughs> this is a situation where it's very, very difficult and it's actually morally complex. Some people will just bullshit you and you're just like, nah. Anyway, because usually their publicists cook that up and right. it's like, oh, right. we're not supposed to talk about that. And I'm like, hmm. But this is a point where it's actually very, very tough and complicated. But, you know, um, Eric and I were both at a ball that was a bit strange. Yes. But, you know, um, I was listening to the MC. And the beats, and I was like, "Oh, that's where this comes from." Right? Yeah, I I know the the DJ on that ball was Byrell the Great, who's um, oh wow, yeah, it was okay, the Queendom Ball, just a DJ, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It was the Queendom Ball. It was the kind of like the official kind of coming out, no pun intended, party for Queendom shortly after the their collection got released on iTunes. The MC that night, I believe, was Precious. Princess Precious, um, who is a, a great MC um, and a really good chanter. And I would love it if they started releasing rap tracks, but, um, you know, I don't know if that's of interest to them. Sure. Um, but it was, it, was an, it was a strange night because it seemed like maybe it got covered on Vice or something. What I'm saying is there was a lot of straight people there uh, and it was confusing. It was a little bit strange, but I'm glad. I feel like my introduction to the music and the experience was really, um, seems like I got off on a good foot there. Also, the performers were extraordinary. Amazing. Like, the entire night got my heart racing. Yeah. The only other time I'd been to anything like a ball was um, a Red Bull event, which was, it was a ghetto gothic night. Mm -hmm. And so that was extraordinary. And also, again, it like, you know, something about um, that experience makes my heart race. But it's I, in both of those cases, I feel like it wasn't like the real thing. Mm. It was weird. I don't know. The Queendom Ball was about 
it was close to the real thing. It felt like <laughs> to me, but maybe I don't know what the real thing is because I'm white as fuck. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I did. You ever get to go to a Kiki Ball out in Escolita or something like that? Was that always felt pretty? I went to Latex Ball. I went to Red okay. Ball. I've seen some. Yeah. So I mean, I went get, to the Spice get, Ball. You get the general gist of yeah. it after a while. Yeah. I mean, sure. And like, and so it's okay. So the playlist is actually going to get reshuffled now that we've kind of gone in the ballroom direction. Sure. Which is great. I mean, this is you know when you're talking about visibility for trans and drag queens of color, you know, the ball scene is sort of like where it all started out. And, uh, you know, Paris is burning and, you know, now the film Kiki. And again, just even RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, you know, most of the show is just quotes from the movie. Right, right. Um, so let's actually start, let's play a track by Joey LaBeja that you brought in. Sure. Um, I mean, an icon of, you know, the ballroom scene. Um, what can you tell us about the track? Um, so the track is called Death and Dishonor. It is... Death Before Dishonor. Death Before Dishonor, excuse me. Uh, it features Baby Mother, who is a... I believe she's from Tennessee. She's a rapper. She does very kind of moody, uh, kind of dreamy rap. Um, I adore her. I interviewed her for MTV Iggy. Uh, and she is her true to her name, the child of two young kids who she tweets about very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet is just this amazing, sexually explicit, really great rapper. Cool. Okay. So this is jo- Joey LaBeja featuring baby mother death before dishonor. Pussing ass, mommy cook the dope up. Got a white weeds with the motherfucking coke up. They say I'm a villain cause I'm plotting on a million. They ain't see me in my ski mask, scully black nails, black lipstick, yeah. Need to know that haters keep me young, hot and ready, love scissors. Simple warning with the pistol. This ain't the only shit we pussy. Me, you know what mother y'all can like. Tell me what you know about the trap, ho. Clip, clap, full clip, set your back, ho. Ain't dying for it, fuck you tryna live, ho. Ain't riding for it, fuck you got the wheels, ho. Hey, tell me what you know about a trap, ho. Clip, clap, full clip, set your back, ho. Ain't dying for it, fuck you tryna live, ho. Ain't riding for it, fuck you got the wheels, ho. Not a killer, don't push that. Guy got a pussy, I don't motherfucking trust that. She be peeing, missing, nippy, yes, and well, fuck it. Gotta get a couple hundred down payment on the bucket. Front porch, trapping in the east, niggas ashes. Still a fucking bitch on top of money in a mattress. Keeping my 40 inch weave on the hoes who ain't believe. I knew how to flip, letting into something now. I'm stuck in life. Tell me what you know about the trap, ho. Clip, clap, full clip, set your back, ho. Ain't dying for it, fuck you tryna live, ho. Ain't riding for it, fuck you got the wheels, ho. Hey, tell me what you know about the trap, ho. Clip, clap, full clip, set your back, ho. Ain't dying for it, fuck you tryna live, ho. Black nails, black lipstick, yeah. 
need to know that haters keep me young, hot, and ready to love since I still for running with the pistol. Nuts ain't the only shit we pussy. You need know what mother y'all can like. Tell me what you know about the trap. Okay, so the next song that we have up is by Mickey Blanco. And so we were just talking about Mickey, and uh, even while Mike was off, we kind of talked about like what happened to her recently. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what just happened, what transpired? Sure, yeah. So um, I got to write about it for Nylon Magazine, which you should all read more of because it's wonderful. Um, by the way, yes, Nylon is my favorite magazine and my favorite um basically some of my favorite music writing that comes out at all. Really good music but, writing coming yeah. from there. So anyway, so Mickey uh, was, uh, she was tweeting about it and that's how the story got picked up by a lot of people. Apparently she was riding on a Delta flight. She's on tour with Cakes right now. Uh, and Cakes she... the killer that Cakes, is. Right. <laughs> uh, and she fell asleep, woke up on the plane with police surrounding her because her seatmate who was sitting next to her felt uncomfortable. Mm. She was interviewed by police who said that she could come in and file her own version of the story, but there is no other version of the story. The story is that she was just existing and made someone next to her feel uncomfortable. Someone was literally policing her body. Yes. That's hilarious and also depressing. Yeah. And I'm really angry. Delta offered some kind of horrible response of like, we don't discriminate. And it's like, here's a tweet girl. You do. There's a long history of articles about how you have horrible relations with minorities because you constantly call the police on them. Um, wasn't there that YouTuber that recently got kicked off? He was like Muslim or something. Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, that's Delta for you. That's America for you. But, um, And, and also, okay. These are the people who are famous on the internet Imagine all the people who are not famous right. who are getting this yep. shit from Delta. Yep. Constantly, I'm sure. Well, and Mickey is like this really interesting sort of persona. Um, I mean, she's a, an incredible like rapper and like performer and thinker. And, you know, it's one of the first pe- people that was like out here kind of like really not for I don't want to say first, but like in the modern age, who's kind of like redesigned it repackaged <laughs> sort of like the idea of queerness in hip hop mm. we were just talking about like not labeling something as queer rap but she was like sort of like she's taking the the, the tumblr approach she's blurring gender mm. more than just being like sort of cunty right you know just like you're you're out here kind of in half drag half the time right and I think the interesting thing about Mickey that she says is that all of these other like Leaf is a trained dancer. Right. Cakes used to grew up in the ballroom. Mickey was a punk. Mickey right. sleeps on people's floors. Mickey doesn't know how to Vogue. And right. it's just a, a whole different aesthetic. 
And I feel like people are not ready for that. Like, because I've seen Mickey live a number of times. I've seen Mickey hanging out a number of times. And like Mickey's like, you know, again, it's a it's a punk aesthetic. Right. It's just, you know, kind of dirty, kind of just disheveled. Yeah. You know, maybe a little drugged out looking. I don't know if that's her reality. But well, she said like. that she recorded her newest album, which is self-titled Completely Sober. OK, that's cool. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure that uh, I mean, the sound of this new album is vastly different from the sound of her other stuff. True. I was really into that album, by the way. That's the thing about Mickey Blanco that I think is most important important uh one of the best mcs who exists right now period in my opinion i thought that um, self-titled was like kind of like it was almost thematically it was like views except interesting to listen to and like (laughs) fun and good there you go so yeah anyway those are my feelings i thought high school never ends was one of the like just such a moving track um it brings tears to my eyes this cold bitch this cold bitch has feelings over a mickey track then let's like play Drake, like play views what's, exactly what, uh, see what anyway. was it again well we picked loner which is the other track but, the other single from um the that album which i think is a little more club ready okay um which also i have a fondness for um so which one should we play i mean if you like if, i mean you you just said this one's more club ready but this is not a club episode which one do you sure. feel is more real high school never ends Let's play that one. Let's play that one. Okay, so this is High School Never Ends by Mickey Blanco. Poppin' pills is Molly Heat And it has an on your feet Take some Zans to come down Now I'm feeling dead Poppin' pills is Molly Heat And it has an on your feet Take some Zans to come down Now I'm feeling dead Short change that grand Girls and socialites, white powder in their hands Getting twisted, they hadn't lifted, they asking about them zans Trouble making these baby faces, I'm blending with some man Asking me about poetry and I wanna leave but I can't Body high like a thousand miles up in the sky, goddamn He using words I never heard, I'm looking at my friend He macking deep and he trying to creep on that black girl wearing vans They blasting Ellie and Missy Ellie like high school never ends 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 Poppin' pills is my lady and your eyes are not iffy Take some Zans to come down Now I'm feeling dead Poppin' pills is my heat And your eyes are not iffy Take some Zans to come down Now I'm feeling dead Up on this roof Breaking diesel, I'm feeling evil Rich kids got the best views The whole city looks so pretty I'm sorry about being rude Everybody got wet hair cause they just came from the pool They kissing but I'm missing out, yo homie it's cool Get sex I don't wanna get and I'm writing back like fuck you Buzz killer yo nothing's realer I'm so fucking confused You say that you want love but then no fuck of the dudes Treating me like you don't need me I guess it ain't the old news So hazy or slim shady I can't find my shoes I can't find my shoes I can't find my shoes shit Why don't you just believe me? 
hey guys, we're, we while we were listening to the song, we were just talking about like all the different random ass settings where we've seen Mickey, because Mickey has kind of like an intense sort of persona, live stage sort of um, energy. It is to, punk as fuck. Yeah. And it's very difficult. Like the, the music from this album is very polished. And right. it's very difficult to translate that to sort of like who Mickey is and how Mickey performs. Um, because I was just saying, like, I've seen, I saw Mickey as a headliner at Festival Normal years ago. This is in Monterrey in Mexico. Random as fuck place to see Mickey Blanco. And people were going nuts and whatever. And then I saw Mickey at Westgate, which is this, you know, underground, but not at all underground, <laughs> like very fashiony party um, a lot was, of kids. Yeah. At, Young a, kids. at a strip club. Yeah. And I remember the time that I saw Mickey there, Mickey looked like they had a drug problem, was in an oversized tie dye shirt with like a really ratty wig, poured a beer on themselves and then took the wig off and splashed the, the dirty weave juice and beer onto people. That's more of the Mickey shows that I've seen. I've been stage dived upon by her really? a few times, just my right onto hero, my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was just, she, I mean, she's just like I, I said before, she just, it, some of her performances, it feels like she is exercising a demon out of her body. Like wow. it is, just truly strange and intense and, and yeah. a little scary. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. And it's, I love it's it. It's disconcerting. I feel yeah. like everybody's just like, am I safe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love feeling that when you're Which at is, a show. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's great when an artist can make you really like, it destabilizes. Yes. Because you. you're just like, oh, I paid my money. I'm at another show. I'm, you know, you're going to do your show. I'm going to applaud a lot, wait about 30 seconds and you're going to come back for the encore. Right. Like, it just feels like a very straightforward, you know, not her shows. And, and I was saying also, I feel like the kids that follow her are really intense. They all dress like this weird kind of combination of streetwear and like Euro trash norm core that like, I just do not understand. <laughs> Is it like I'm kind gothic? of thrilled by a little, but uh, kind of like grosser. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Blanco has like spawned a new subculture <laughs> fashion movie. Movement? Yeah, what? weirdly, I feel like she has. This is exciting. Yeah. That's odd. Well, and then in true song mess uh, fashion, we realized three songs in that we didn't even talk about your goddamn song. Yes, I'm very proud of it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, just to, you know, ballroom tends to have that effect. It completely distracts people <laughs> and, you know, sends them against the, for the shiny object. But um, your song with uh, Winner and Aja, mm-hmm. um, you know, upcoming queen and hopefully top three at uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season nine. Um, she wouldn't tell me, by the way. I'm uh, not going to pretend like I don't know. Good, Because girl. she, she, I asked and she was like, I'm not fucking telling you. Not a girl. <laughs> she's either, like, is probably full, like, you know, she's probably going home on either on the first episode or, or, she, or she's the top. Or right. she wins. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so how did this come about? Like, let's, you know, Mickey's great. And we talked about Mickey plenty. Let's right. talk about Aja. Let's talk about you. So um, I have been working on an EP with this producer named Winner, who I know from a friend of a friend of a friend he's more of an indie rock producer strangely enough and and he just is really he's a straight white dude super sweet guy um and he just is fascinated by my deep appreciation of like lowbrow trash club culture which ranges from like shitty pop gay pop music to like really obscure uh like queer rap um and so he was just like let's do an ep together so we started doing an ep i wanted to do kind of ballroom tracks and i've always been kind of uh 
drawn to chiptune noises and video game music. And so we came up with that, those, those beats and sounds independently. And I was like, well, we're white as fuck. We need to get some legit person on it. And so I knew Aja, we used to throw parties at a little bar called, um, what was it? Uh, not, it was sweet revenge. And then it was, uh, I don't know. Uh, why am I blanking on it? Was it it for the nobodies? No, no, no. It was Aja. And before the house of Aja was formed, it was Aja, Candy, Dahlia, Momo. Um, it was at a bar called God. What was the bar called? I'm really brain farting. It was Brooklyn. It was Bushwick. Yeah. So we threw these really cute. It was the party was called Banji realness. It was so fun. I remember this party. Yeah, Yeah. It was, it was kind of a weird, it was in bed technically actually. And at like, uh, from like, 10 to 2, it was all, like, white lesbians. And then at, like, 2.45, all these, like, Vogue girls came in and just started throwing down until, like, 6 in the morning. And we would just go all night. So when I made this ballroom beat, I called Aja. I got her to rap on it. And the day she came in and recorded with us was the day before she found out she was cast for the show. So she was, like, she was holding her phone the entire time we were recording. And she's like, any second now I could get the news. Like, I... I did the psych tests on last week. Like I'm just waiting for the call and it could happen any second. Yeah. All reality TV. You got to do a psych. I was going to, I was going to not ask about that, but I'm happy to have asked because I've never heard that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's pretty standard on reality TV. You got to do a psych test to make sure you don't like fucking kill yourself or something on set. Or to make sure you're crazy enough. I mean a little of both probably. Okay. So, um, I don't know where to go from here. I mean, cause like we, you know, um, I mean, I love Aja. Like I've known, I, like I've known of Aja because, like, we are. So I guess people should know a little bit about. The, there's the music aspect of us, and then the other reason you and I are kind of friends is because nightlife. Right. You know, we both do nightlife in the city. Um, I've been around for a few years. I'm kind of retired at this point. I'm just, I'm not, You're a legendary club kid, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not retired, just generally tired. But I will take that. Um, but yeah, and so like we've just been around, around, and around, and around. And it's so funny to like you know have all these drag race girls on this playlist today because it's just like what? Yeah, and I feel like I knew some of them back in the day, yeah. and I never met some of them at all. And now they're releasing tracks. It's very strange. Well, you know what? Like I, you know, I always put together a playlist before we start, and like sort of like a C sequence in an order and it's just like it, it's just gonna evolve i feel like this is just gonna be like you know it's a it's a gender fluid playlist today <laughs> yes um, um, wait before we move on then let me open this bottle of haritos it is mandarin flavored natural flavor soda with real sugar <laughs> this is the greatest moment in song history it sounds delicious <laughs> mm, 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 refreshing um and i feel that nothing more appropriate than harritos and talking about drag race we should talk and and trash club music yes let's talk about serena chacha oh yes <laughs> uh she was season what season was she five i, I think, think it was five yeah uh she was doing soft sculpture <laughs> early out of season five was probably poised to be the villain if she didn't get eliminated so True. quickly yeah Good times. Fun times. So what inspired you to bring this song in? Oh, I just thought it was just like a real good piece of Obscura um, from no the show. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember when it came out, I was like, God, this song is trash, but also I love it. And um, it just kind of weirdly stuck in my brain for a while. And I, I was happy to be able to bring it out here. All right. Well, this is Cha-Cha by Serena Cha-Cha.
is a dark solid. Well, girls, we will see.
What did we just listen to? Uh, that was DTF by Ador Delano, a lovely Mexican-American talent. Um, uh, my grandma's a chola. <laughs> no, my mom is a chola. That's what it is. I think that's the line. Yeah. Um, I, I, we were talking uh, a lot about how, you know, a lot of the Drag Race girls come out with some kind of garbage single to capitalize on a catchphrase they coined. But there's a lot of really talented singers and musicians and uh, people making really legitimate, cool pop music that coming out of that show. And I think because so much of the show's output is kind of, you know, culty, 
people aren't giving these girls enough credit as actual pop musicians. And I think Adore Delano is a really good case of that. I think um, Till Death Do Us Party is a really good, <laughs> great title, uh, but a really good pop album. It is. It is pretty good. I mean, I remember like a number of singles I was mentioning, like I really liked Adore, uh, I Adore You. Yeah. That was such a fucking great song. And it's just like, you know, obviously it's simple and yep. it is pop. It's pop. But like the emotion there was good. The writing was good. Like I remember her the, voice is good. It's excellent. I yeah. mean, not a lot of people know that she used to be an, an, an ex American Idol contestant. Right. Um, on her season, it was really interesting because there was another drag queen on Drag Race uh, who had competed in American Idol. Well, in Australian, Australian Idol. Idol. Um, so it was really cool. It was like the battle of the idols and right. this and that. It was like, that was a really talented season. That feels like the last season that it was like, everybody was strong, that every single person was like incredible. And it's just like, holy shit. Season eight a little bit. And season eight was good. Yeah. Season not eight. in terms of music as much. Season nine was, is also very strong. Season nine is going to be crazy. But, but the point, I guess the point is, and we were, me and Bev were talking about this, that it's, it's interesting that all of these female pop stars signal to the gay audience yes. by I don't want to use the the word appropriation because I think it's too buzzwordy, but they they are doing the things that drag queens do, right. and that's how they let audience uh, like gay audiences know like I'm with you. And yet, the actual drag queens that are doing the real things that all these pop stars are copying are not even close to as famous as them. Of course, I mean they have the gender that matches their identity. Yeah, that is just like well the body that matches their sex and their gender. Uh, right. Too many words that, uh, yeah. But um, have you seen the video of like Ariana Grande voguing? I don't think I have. <laughs> that is atrocious. Oh, ferocious. it's bad? It's so good because it's terrible, but it's good. It's great. I'm already horrified and I haven't seen this. Oh my God. It's I like all her dancers happened. and her dancers are out here doing splits and tumbles and she's like, you know, doing a couple of like, you know, framing her face with right. her hands. Right, right. The classic Vogue and everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> you could I do think. like a whole essay on like the history of pop artists appropriating Vogue stuff because that oh, goes sure. back to Madonna. Sure, course. of course. And I mean, again, I'd, I'm I'm very hesitant to use the A word. I think it's right. overused. It's really buzzwordy. But I mean, I, I you talk to I mean Beyonce and Rihanna learned from Laomi Maldonado. You oh, know, wow. they like they are now oh, and my I, God, the hair flips. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they, I, and I don't mean like they watched her videos and learned she went and taught them. Wow. Um, no, I mean, that's another thing that like, actually, no, when this came up was when we were interviewing, um, <clears throat> when Matthias, I work with a journalist from Germany sometimes and Matthias was at this Vogue wall with me and we were interviewing the dancers and we were talking to some members of house of La Beja, and, you know, we brought up the subject of appropriation and, um, <clears throat> the woman we were talking to said, that it was that actually a lot of times what seems like appropriation is just that like the Vogue dancers and artists are out here as choreographers, as stylists, and they are taking their aesthetic and that's what they do. Yeah. Right. And so actually it was another, it was a completely different version of the story where like, actually, no, they're out here getting paid and like putting out what they think is cool. Right. And, you know, so when you see a pop star doing it, it might be just that there's like a Vogue dancer who's their choreographer. Right. You know, and... Deshaun Wesley is on tour with Rihanna right, right. now. Um, yeah, I think it's... it's And I think it's nice to see them, all these artists giving 
the appropriate credit to these people and learning and taking the time to learn. FKA Twigs goes to Vogue Nights all the time. All the time. Um, no, and then when she had her, um, <clears throat> I think it was called the Congregata. Yep. I, okay, I went to that. As I did well. as well. We were both there. Maybe. Wait, yeah, the one it was in like big warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, the one that Rihanna thing. showed up at? No, 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 it was it was a Red Bull show, I think. Yeah, it was, oh, and you know, and she had um, Benjamin Milan voguing. Yeah, with she her. Had, oh wow, she had many dancers, and it's sort sort of like and, and Jay Wesley, and she gives them every shout out imaginable. Yeah. And so there was it's a really interesting to the way she goes about that. Totally, there was an interesting section that I. I Deshaun did an interview with, I think it was Jezebel at the time, where it was very significant for him that she left the stage when the Vogers came on because she wanted to say, you guys do this. Right. Um, this is not my place. Right. Right. And I thought that was really cool. Um, in terms of the musical output, though, I think it's, it is interesting that, um, you know, Courtney Act, who's the Australian queen that we were mentioning right. before, Came out, come out, came out with uh, an EP called Ecstasy, or that was the single from the EP. Indecipherable from a Kylie Minogue EP. If you were to play them side by side, an average listener could not tell the difference. Is that, I mean, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing, and I think it just shows that these girls that are coming up are, are just as good as the pop stars that are a hundred times more famous than them. And it's only the homophobia of the music industry that stops them from getting any bigger. You know, I think this might be a good time to segue to a song by perhaps Pablo Vitar or someone like that, that we are planning to play because um, some drag queens are big stars in places like Brazil where they maybe suck slightly less in some ways. Yes, Pablo Vitar actually just released an album maybe a few months ago, I, I, very recently, um, and she has a song with Diplo, of all people, and like you know, I follow the, I follow her on social media, not Diplo because gross, but um, they both like tweet at each other, and then, you know, it's like "Hola, Daddy, how are you?" Boo, 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 you know. Um, okay, that's kind of hot, though. Yeah, it's kind of hot. But um, yeah, and um, she, like gross. Carnival just Carnival just happened this week, and um, she like you know she was posting videos and photos like of her performance at Carnival, and it was like thousands upon thousands of people in this like crowd just, and she was like crying on stage. She's like, oh my oh. god, like girl, what you know? So that's Pablo, are you out there? I love you. That's <laughs> massive. So, Credit to Diplo though, because like we were saying before, like Diplo is quite clearly a misogynistic yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. But that guy gives the platform to a lot of really cool, queer, female weirdos. Um, Nikki Dabi before he died. Yeah. He was the, one of the people who um, gave Maluka a chance. Yep. Um, a lot of the people coming out of Brazil right now reaching mainstream success. He worked you with know. Rai Rai. He yeah, Rai Rai. for a lot of really great female MCs. And it's yep. just crazy that someone who is so mainstream is still reaching out to these queer communities because he just really has an appreciation for talent. But he also needs to maintain his relevancy by like... Or he can mind them. Exactly. By like, right. yeah, yeah, by like vampirically feeding off of sure. subcultures that are marginalized. Right. Of course, that's the downside of it. I mean, it. sometimes they go both hand it's in hand. It's both ways. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not super mad. Like... It's like when people were criticizing Lady Gaga for like, you know, profiteering off gays, but I'm like, 
Yeah, but she's also out here being like, Giving you know, work. gays and trans people. But not only that, being like going to political rallies and yeah. organizing and, you know, creating foundations for LGBTQ. Diplo should you. do a little more of that. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm yeah, like, actually, you know, you I can could, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. I can, I can forgive I'm, a lot if, yeah. if you're actually, you know, contributing to the community. Right. Um, okay. So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with Pablo Vitar. The song is En Vai. And uh, yeah, this is featuring Diplo. Nosso amor jogou pro alto Em queda livre você me fez cair Mas não vou descer do salto Eu me segurei e vou reagir Toda motivada Eu tô mais que preparada Decide me divertir, ai E não é você quem vai me impedir Actually, it makes complete sense, I think, that uh, Pablo Vitar is collaborating with Diplo now because Pablo Vitar broke out covering Lean On, which was a major laser track with DJ Snake. If you guys remember, it was, uh-oh, uh-oh. Pretty right, sure that like, was it. I think but it was like, in a commercial. <laughs> it was in a lot. <laughs> it was huge, but then her version was open bar, and like, just watch the video. It's... Uh, 
Yeah, we, we we played that song once before, and that song is the hotness. Hers is just like really just an improvement on yes. the original. Many times, because then there's this like Brazilian bossa nova thing, and it's like, oh, you fixed it from being festival trap. And then festival it's festival trap. I've never heard that term. Or whatever it is that they do. <laughs> and that's such a good term for it, though, because it's so different from like real trap music. I'm not sure where I got that from. I don't that's think that's great. I'm going to use that all the time. I, I really wanted to describe her as just looking cunt. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this might be a bit of a, bit of a triggering word for people. Trigger but, warning. But I feel like you're maybe the best person I know to explain that there's a different meaning to this, uh, you know, rather unsavory word. Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess in, in, I think it's savory. <laughs> oh, have you been eating pineapple? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's just in, in nightlife world, it's just a compliment for like, you look real fucking good. Yeah. So like, uh, I've definitely like, if I'm wearing like a Chanel sweater to a club and someone tells me, Oh, you look real cunt tonight. I'm like, Oh, thanks girl. <laughs> <laughs> like I just didn't, I, 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 it's bad because it's, uh, I forget that it is an insult to most people. And then I say it in public and then people look at me weird. Unless you're like Scottish. Oh, it does it. What does it mean in Scottish? I mean, like just a lot in like a lot of, um, groups of people in the UK, it just means Asshole. actually, it just means guy. What? Mm. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. It's like, Oh, that, cunt. that, that poor cunt over there. Oh, it just means like a, some dude, which is oh. really weird. That so is does weird. that mean that Kunta Kente looked really good? No, no. I'm going to stay away from that. I'm ah! too white. To oh, that's right. I'm the only it. brown person in the room. <laughs> anyway. You're in Williamsburg, girl. <laughs> Ooh. What? It, that means we get Polish? to go to Mexico 2000 after this. That's why. Yes, God. Um, I, 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 I feel like I had, meal? A, I had another point. It doesn't matter. We're here. We're drunk. We're queer. Get used to it. Um, so yeah, let's transition from one incredible queen to another one. Let's talk about La Prohibida. Um, I love La Prohibida. I think I brought in a track by her once. I can't even remember. I'm an old woman. But um, you brought in Ganas de Matar. Right. Like, what does this song do for you? Um, you know, I, I was kind of trying to think of just the most quintessential track from this person. Mm. And sometimes the best way to do that is pick the first thing that shows up when you Google a person. Okay. And that was the first. It had the most hits. It's clear. It's for some reason the most searched of her songs. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think all of her music is incredible. I don't know much about her as a person or an artist, but I every single time I hear one of her tracks, I'm just like floored by how good it is. Okay. So we had a minute here where, you know, Bev read that La Prohibida is a trans woman. I was introduced to her as a trans woman. But I've only ever heard of her as a drag queen. And so the English introduced her as a trans woman, but the Spanish talks about uh, about her as a transvesti, which is a drag queen. I mean, well, and even a drag queen in Spanish is not quite the same thing because it's not a transvestite. It's not the same me- understanding. Actually, it's not transvestite. It said like travesti, which yeah. is like... That sounds more like travesty in English. Yeah, but that... Um, I think that's just an unfortunate... That is an unfortunate one. Uh, I was it? like, ooh. Eddie Izzard has a whole comedy routine... That's hardcore. Uh, ...that he does in French about, like, being a, uh, un travesti because he likes being... Oh. You know, he's like, it sounds very much like being a travesty. And, right. and like, he has a whole 20-minute bit on it. Um, it's not, trust and believe, it is not an accident. Um, but... Oh, it's not. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure mm. it comes from the same thing. It's just, I mean, you are... a dis- appointment to your family for being, you know, questioning gender and things like that. Like that's why so many queers get disowned. 
I'm sure that they're related. I think like etymologically though, trans vestite vestite being closed. Right. I, I mean, I don't know who knows. I guess the point that that could be made from this is that, you know, with all of the discussions about trans rights going on right now, it, it trans people often want to say drag and trans are two very separate things. Absolutely, yeah. And to a lot of people, they, they are. And to a lot of people, they are not. And, and to make that distinction to a lot of people who are only going to think about this for five minutes, right. it's probably the best thing to tell them. Right. Correct. Correct. Certainly. I mean, we were just talking about sort of like how but, Mickey Blanco, you know, was was going by like sort of gender neutral pronouns. Right. And then now, you know, we use she and then it's just like Mickey kind of just doesn't care. Right. And a lot of people don't care. A lot of people enjoy sort of making people uncomfortable because you don't know how to pin me down, what kind of box to put me in. Right. Um, other people just don't like creating that distinction for themselves or for the world. Um, as Again, as far as I've always understood it, uh, La Prohibida is strictly a character. I mean, she probably lives in it quite a bit, but I've always, I've, I I know that she takes off the makeup and the she wig. She can also be a trans woman who does drag. Absolutely, it's, which is not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. At all. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, Richard, at one point you told me that, you know, you know some a lot of folks who they get involved in drag because they are exploring their sexuality or sure. their gender. Yeah. Rather. I mean, a lot for a lot of people, that's sort of the gateway. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like an excuse, right? You know, it's just like, right. oh, yeah, I'm doing this for money or I'm doing it for fun. And then it's just like, no. That's you know, actually it's who I am. B- doing it for money or for fun is more socially acceptable than actually being trans. With Within itself is a pretty fucked up thing to even say or sure. think. You know, um, Richard, you use, I've heard you use like feminine pronouns for yourself. Where, oh, yeah. do, you, where do you fall on that? Well, I, I mean, I definitely see myself as a cis male mm. through and through. Um, I do it like I do it in a kiki sense. Sure. Um, that I, you know, sort of learned in nightlife, just like hanging out with quote unquote, the girls. Right. You know, and, but like, I think it was Miss Cracker that said it once. It was just like, I, I call everybody girl just because like, I like destabilizing sort of that that binary or like I like destabilizing the order of it. Right. Um, and I agree with that. It's just like, I, you know, I think it's fun. I, I, you know, I even have like a little kiki voice, you know, Hey girl, you know, again, it's just a thing that I've learned from the drag Queens that I know from just other queers that I know, you know, you know, I'm starting to think that the story with, um, La Probieta is a little bit complicated because, you know, the question is like, okay, <clears throat> if La Prohibida is the stage name, then who is Amapola Lopez? And why did um, Luis Herrero Cortez uh, change his name to Amapola Lopez? Um, but then in most bios you read, it will say, you know, this is her, like, Amapola Lopez is this person's name. And La Probida is the stage name. Right. Right. And then, so it is, I guess it, if we've decided that the way we're going to take this conversation is that it's extremely complicated, I think that that's, yes. there you go. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, also to remember that being trans and a drag queen are not mutually exclusive. It's just most trans people are not interested in being entertainers. You know, that's, that's important to remember. Right. So after this very, very long sort of, um, digression. The, yeah, that that is the right <laughs> word. I'm sorry. We are drinking tecate um, and uh, bourbon. Um, yes, we're going to play a song by La Prohibida because she has earned this much as our subject. Uh, so this is Ganas de Matar by La Prohibida. 
anuncia hábilmente que esto ha acabado ya No es un fracaso absoluto, es solo otro puto final Lo que yo te pude amar, lo saben las hienas Que una luna llena se quisieron burlar De tu vinagre en mi herida, la cruel despedida Que no me quisiste evitar Sola y sin encanto natural la que pierde soy yo ¿Qué quieres que te diga? Que contrariedad que tuviera el talento de la eternidad Sola en medio de la gran ciudad ni amigos ni calor ¿Qué quieres que te diga? Qué barbaridad que hago ahora con esto 
Um, this was Zimoa, um, and the song is called Plus, te- uh, plus D10. Um, I don't actually know. DDS. DTS. I don't know what it actually stands for. It's just kind of just like an equation. But I liked how it sounded. And it's funny because I was just like, you know, we tend to play like a lot of indie here and a lot of like really cool, very nuanced, very you know, artsy, relevant artists. I don't know about that music. (laughs) Well, and I was playing and I was playing Zamoa because I was like, obviously if we're going to do a show about like trans women and queens, like Zamoa is definitely one of the the most, more successful ones, girls from Mexico. Um, And I was like, oh, this sounds very that. Like it sounds very legit or synth pop instead of pop. Right. Well, but, but, but it sounds like indie. It has like that whole sort of like, relevant feel and i was just like as as we've progressed through the show i'm like hmm maybe i'm just sort of like valid maybe she's just validating a sense of like my musical music critic hipsterness or whatever i'm like is the song actually good now i'm like now you got me rethinking everything with so many of these other like incredible tracks oh it was good <laughs> yeah no i mean it was. of course it was <laughs> yeah if if i have a mission in life it's just to confuse people about their concept of high and low brow because Really, it's all the same. Now I'm like, is it good? Is it bad? <laughs> is it art? I don't understand. Um, a little, a little backstory on Zamoa. She's really interesting. She's from Mexico City. Um, she's a dra- uh, not a drag queen. She's a trans woman. Um, 
I, I don't know if it would offend her to, to call her a drag queen because she is very perform she's a performer she's very campy if you watch her videos they're very like high drama um, which is fantastic she's hilarious um, she was also one of the first um, visible like one of the first high profile sort of like visible trans people in Mexico she was booked in a ad campaign for Calvin Klein oh cool um, oh this is awesome because it's also Women's History Month so we yes. are getting some great trans history here yes, yes. absolutely and so she's huge in Mexico she actually comes to New York kind of recent uh, kind of regularly um, and she tends to hang out with like the, the Brooklyn girls because like the sort of like the Chicanas are in Brooklyn, you know, Orochata, Quesadilla, and all them. Um, and oh, so we have a track from her. We do have up. a track by, by Quesa. I can't wait to talk about her. I guess not by her, but, but featuring her, her. If it's Selena, it's probably, you know, it's t- it's blood. Um, but yeah, so, so Zamoa is really interesting. And you know what? Let's let's stay on that, on that path with the Chicanas. So you brought a track by Amor uh, Prohibido, and it's by the Queen of Cholas. Um, tell us a little bit about the song. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say it with my shitty white person pronunciation, Amor Prohibido. Uh, they, they're a, a Selena punk cover band, um, who are just so fucking cool. And they, um, it, it's Lady Quesadilla, or I think she pronounces it with the, the hard L's, right? Quesadilla. She, Quesadilla. Yeah. Quesadilla, which yeah. I love that. So she doesn't sing with them, but she'll lip sync to the song. Oh, as they're performing? Yes. Okay, really? I already really wanted to see them. Which is now. like the coolest thing in the world, and I don't know why more punk bands don't have that. That's kind of fantastic. Right. So so it, it lends a whole new way for drag queens to perform with like live bands that like not in a lot of groups are doing. And I, so when I say the song features her, it doesn't feature her because her voice isn't on it, but she's up there lip syncing while the band plays, which I think is the coolest thing in the world. It's like Rocky horror. A like little how people bit. perform in front of the movie. Right. That's kind of amazing. Right. And I, so, so I thought it would be an interesting contribution to uh, the show where we're talking about drag queens and Latinas and music, because it's just a different way to do that kind of performance. Absolutely. And it's still punk as fuck. And uh, the music's awesome. And in the, in the track that I ripped for this, you can hear the audience singing along because everyone is so passionate and yeah. so like just loves it so much. Ripped from YouTube, it really doesn't get more punk than yeah, exactly right at this moment. I tried to rip a song. Uh, I tried to rip a song by that band from YouTube, and you were like, "We can't do this." Oh, but oh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. Well, well we're gonna edit this out. Anyway. Let's see what happens here on Song Mess. So this is Amor Prohibido. This is Como La Flor featuring Lady Quesadilla on Lip Sync, which obviously you guys are not going to be able to hear. Look it up.
quiero tener un herpes, la ladilla de moda. Dame tu gonorrea, pegar papilomas. Quiero tener un herpes, la ladilla de moda. Venereo, 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 venereo. Que me gusta chuparte lo rico. Ay, que me gusta chuparte lo rico. Y que explote tu secreción verde. Que tu gonorrea está fuerte. Ay, papi, me lo pones duro. Ay, papi, me lo pones duro. Dame ya tu ladilla indecente. Que eso lo hace más caliente. Venereo, venereo. Penétrame con botellas, penétrame con botellas Saliendo mucosa infectada de la condiloma quebrada Venereo, 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 venereo Dame tu gonorrea, pega el papilomas, quiero tener un herpes La ladilla de moda, dame tu gonorrea, pega el papilomas Quiero tener un herpes, la ladilla de moda, dame tu gonorrea just listening to uh hija de perra who is i mean her name is magnificent within itself but um she was a uh activist drag queen i even think she was a trans woman i'm not 100 sure of that but uh in chile and she was again she was very active and she was very political just like she was one of those people that like you would say merely existing was a political act because like you know, most people just want to be under the radar, trans or cis, you know, it's just most people just want to be themselves and just be left alone. But Hija de Perra, again, down to the goddamn name, like she was out here just cursing at the world and being trying to fuck it up. Um, and this song, um, I said to Beverly earlier, this was my response to her Planta Carnivora Vagina Dentata song, because like, this is bizarre, it's weird, it's fantastic, it's disgusting, We it's all know upsetting. you're such obsessive fans that you remember our last Chile episode. Which was exactly one year ago to because oh, it, it showed up in like my Facebook memories. Happy anniversary. I know. Shout out to Sokio, uh, who was our guest then. Come back on the show, Sokio. He we love will. you. Thank he, you for sharing the episode. He will. Hey, daddy, come, come over. Um, but uh, Hija de Perra is, you know, was crazy. And, um, uh, and again, just a very important part of sort of like Chile has a, uh, Chile has a very sort of underground queer scene. Uh, it's a very conservative country. Like it, you know, it's nobody's going to kill you on the street or at least it's very unlikely, but, um, it, you know, the law is not really with you. Um, I love that you have to make that, uh, clarification. No one's going to kill you on the street. Well, girl, I mean, I mean, that's, people, that's people, a real thing. People feel a way about Latin America yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like, no girl, it's not that bad. Right. It's not that but serious. As I love pointing out, it wasn't that long ago that, um, a man was shot in the street for being gay by bigoted people in the village. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, being shot for being gay is just like the least of it. I mean, right. this week alone, two uh, trans women of color have, were killed in New Orleans, yeah, specifically. And they're like, I think it was like twenty something now this this year. Alone. No, it's not the quite that high. It's it's between seven and nine are the statistics that. Okay, because I, 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 I know like a, a couple of the girls that I have on. On Facebook, I was just very like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I mean, it's bad. It's, keeps it's not 20, but it's bad. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it's so horribly common, you know, <clears throat> to actually just be murdered for being gay or for being trans in the United States. And people are like, oh, don't go to Jamaica. Oh, don't go to Latin America. And it's like, that happens here. It happens here. And I, I from from working in LGBT media, I have to say one of my biggest disappointments is uh, the reluctance of gay media to talk about uh, the deaths of trans women. Yes. Um, it's a downer. Who wants to talk I mean, about it? it's but a downer, but also I, I, I am frustrated by the lack of coverage of these deaths yeah. on LGBT websites, on LGBT TV. Uh, it's just, it's so common. And yet we pretend like it's not happening cause it's not glamorous. It signals lack of empathy, yeah. lack of just general like humanity. Like, and often because it's, it's women of color yes. that it's the people are uninterested. Uh, Iha de Pera has a different story of how she died, unfortunately. Yes, well, it's funny because, like, at, well, it's not funny at all because she is dead. But, um, you know, I was like, I, I think she died of AIDS-related complications. And, you know, the first thing that you think when you're not sure and you say AIDS-related complications is like, well, am I just calling her, like, a fag and just falling into heteronormative expectations of how gays are going to die? Um, gays or trans people or just general queers? Um and, and then we Google it, and yes, she did, in fact. I was like, okay, I didn't just make this up. I did read this. Um, but it's it's interesting because I, I when I lived in Chile, I had a very, one of my very best friends who lived there was Tania Scarlett. And that, you know, is not a Chilean name. <laughs> um, she was a, uh, a trans woman um, who was my neighbor, actually. I worked at an office in an apartment building, and she lived directly across from me. It was like a bad sitcom. Hmm. And every morning, she would come out in her PJs, and she would come into, like, our office. I worked at an apart hotel, and she would come and use our computers. And so, like, all our guests would walk in, and it's just, like, a cavalcade of, like, you know, chaotic Brazilian guests. And this lady would just turn around and be like, hi. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, and we would go to her shows and all that jazz. Um, and she passed away also, uh, two or three years ago. And again, she was a very, very good friend of ours. We actually stayed in touch after I left Chile. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the rumor was AIDS related complications. And then it just came out like, no, she had asthma. Oh, she just died of asthma. Oh, and it was and like, now everyone's going to think something salacious about her not right. that aids is salacious right but, right but mm. but again it's 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 the stigma yeah right? it's a stigma that's attached to our community and it's just like you know she died of something that was really not scandalous in any way it wasn't you know she wasn't you know a hooker right whatever like you know and, and she again just like needed an inhaler morality in fact are not the same thing and although just like, it also to me sort of like raises the issue of like poverty in mm -hmm. the gay community right. and access to health care and you know to me it's still a social issue when some groups of people have a tendency to die younger uh for any reason sure than groups of people yeah which, no, like is a tr which is a true thing globally about the gay community, and of course, uh, suicide rates. Absolutely, no. I mean, and she was a hustler. Like she was a terrific woman. Like she was incredible. She was so funny. Like obviously, I knew her as a performer, but she was also like 
a, you know, a sewer. She was a stitching queen. So like people would come to her all the time. I need a dress. I need these pants hemmed. I need this fixed, blah, 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 blah. Like she, you know, she had, um, you know, land, like she, she managed a number of different things. Like she was a businesswoman. She was out here hustling because she knew that she was not about to have any shortcuts in the world. Um, and I feel like that kind of goes back to sort of the overarching theme of this episode is just like, you know, these girls that they were work in, they work and they, you know, I think it was Bjork who said one time, like women have to work two and three times harder than men just because, you know, we have to fight for our place in this world. And it was, you know, now think of you're a trans woman, you know, like not only are you dealing with patriarchy, but you're also like being put down as othered within that patriarchy. So it's just like, well, you know, it's, yeah, to think about that, like even you can't even necessarily count on support from other women. No, no. And Not even, that other women can support, count on support from other women either. Well, so. and even within your own community, again, like that sort of like, like that knee jerk reaction to be like AIDS. Right. You know, it's just like, it, it says plenty about like how we have been structured, even within our own minds. Like, obviously we're trying to sort of dismantle a lot of those conceptions and thoughts and ideas, but it's just like, you know, it's still in your brain. It's still planted there. And it's just like, Fuck. Um, so I guess mm, the whole point with that was shout out to Tanya, who was an incredible person and I miss her. I'm glad we got to remember her in this episode. Um, let's talk about the new generation. Um, the children, the children's, um, and you brought in a song by Arca. Um, yeah. And Arca, I don't know if Arca is technically a drag queen, but Arca loves fucking with gender. And and in and is just impeccably fashionable. Yes, and incredibly sexual. Uh, yes, his work is very very sexual. I'm gonna say he because he hasn't said otherwise. And additionally, <laughs> like you know, his music, his art is also very much about the com- like complex feelings about gender. Yes, you know, like there was the character Zen. Yes, and like all of that. Well, his, um, I remember he did, gave an, an, an interview with The Guardian. Uh, this was shortly after he, he kind of blew up with Bjork. And, um, you know, he was asked about his sexuality. And one of the things that he discussed about was, like, you know, discovering, well, not, not only discovering, but acknowledging that I was feminine and that it was okay to be feminine. You know, like, that I had a feminine side to me who I am male. He's like, that's, that's private. That's my own. Like, I, I refuse to give that up. That is, you know, he's like, that's a treasure to me. Um, and so I feel like I, I really am, was excited that you brought Arca and not because, you know, like we were doing a lot of trans women and a lot of like drag girls, but Arca epitomizes at least at the moment, sort of like that in between that it right. doesn't matter, but I also don't care. And this is just what the kids do these days yeah. though. It's what all these like 20 year old kids are doing at all of these parties. They're just showing up in these total gender fuck looks. Yeah. They do not give a fuck about their, their, what, what other people think of them and they're so stylish and they're so like, I, I, I I don't know if we were talking about it before, but I went to the ghetto Gothic party, um, maybe two weeks ago and it's there at Brooklyn bazaar now, um, which is a legal venue, which is not normal for them. Wait, ghetto Gothic is happening again. It's happening again. Uh, it is also 18 plus now. Yes. So, um, I was an old person, which was really scary, but it was these children are the most fashionable creatures I've ever seen. And they are all wearing these crazy gender fuck looks and they are all so impeccably stylish and beautiful. And it's just amazing to watch. And they're also on a ton of drugs, but that's okay. I love when you're like in a scene of people who are younger than you that gives you hope. 
it did give me hope. It made me scared because they were on a lot of drugs and then they started a mosh pit and I was like, They're I am too fine. old. They'll be fine. They're fine. <laughs> but I, maybe run away. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know I left I after I the mosh pit. Yeah. Well, it was also one of those things where I was like, someone's going to call the police and I'm old and I live down the street ah, and I'm going to go to bed. But let me know next time that's happening because I want to go. I think they do it every Saturday now. Actually, yeah. Stop I, it. It's a I, weekly party. I think I it's do, a weekly we're now. going. Venus X sold out. Sorry, girl. No, I do know though that Venus X, it's very important that things be all ages for her. Like, didn't you go yeah. and cover that event? No, no, no. But I did write a piece about an event that she was doing that was exclusively 18 and older, but 21 and under. So it was like, it was supposed to be, or like 25 and No under. grownups allowed. No grownups allowed. How was, old is she? She's probably close to 30 I'm now. not a polite question to ask a woman I her suppose, age. Right? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. But, but. I'm 26. <laughs> Mm. Forever. Me too. Well, there's a, there's an expression in Spanish, veinte siempre, um, <laughs> and so yeah, which is right here. Yeah, you got it. That's good <laughs> enough. But um, yeah, uh, I I've never been to a ghetto gothic. I don't really want to. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't fit in there. It's not what it used to be. Also, which is you know the 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 it's calling card cool. of old people. Of, mm. It's not what it used to be. Um, but it isn't, and and that's fine. It, it, and it's wonderful it's in evolved. certain ways. It's a different thing than it used to be. Yeah. It's still the most fashionable people you'll ever see in your entire life. Right. And yes. and. Every single look you see on the runway is just ghetto gothic two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, hood by air. That's hood by air. Yeezy. Every Yeezy season yeah. is just completely ripped off from ghetto gothic. Yep. Um, talk about young Latin queer kids just being trailblazers of, of fashion and style and music. Yeah. Um, a you friend can't even walk in here without getting into that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, it's, it's, uh, I was, I jokingly coined the, the genre new club and you club oh, no. with a friend the other day be, to describe the kinds of like this kind of new queer, uh, it's kind of half Vogue, half Jersey club, a lot of samples of political speeches, weird sound effects. Uh, I've been hearing that. Wait, yeah. It's like a whole new thing that I think is going to be a real thing. And I'm going to be the person who is credited for coining it. Come my on, dumb white ass. New club, you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hashtag uh, new club. And you. And you. Maybe an umlaut over the you. Hashtag I'm not quite dumb sure. Club? No umlaut. <laughs> no umlaut? Okay, just end you. No, I can't. Anyway, so Arca, so you brought in the, the song. Arca would be a good example of new club. Uh, true. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So you brought in the song Actually, Anoche. you should just start a new club night. <laughs> No. DJ Accident or is it Probohort presents New Club. Oh my God. Ugh, disgusting. Well, no, there's a whole actually, new goth we're, actually, movement. We're going to do it and it's going to be awesome. All right. Wait, so t- what's with the new goth movement? I mean, it's really white. Um, it's it's like a Has very... <laughs> no, goth isn't always white. I would have... I mean, ghetto gothic proves otherwise. I guess. But then but... They, had, they had to add the qualifier ghetto gothic so people would get it. I guess. I thought it was always called ghetto gothic. It was always called ghetto no, gothic. No, but that's what I mean. It's like if you just called it gothic with a K, people would be like, what? Why oh, are you doing I see that? what you're this saying. This is your subculture, which is not true because right, actually. Right, of course. It's there always, have always been, been not people, white. Of people There have always been people of color in punk and goth rock, and it ter- always turns and out. And in that everything, like, just because we're not in the fucking history books right. doesn't mean we weren't there. Right. In fact, usually someone of color started it. Right. And well, it wasn't, it was a woman or it was someone who was gay or it was someone who was all of those things. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so there's a new goth movement now, which is like kind of, it's, I guess it's like post witch house. 
I don't know. Post Witch House. This is the thing. I'm always <laughs> here for like the most bullshit genre, micro genre name. Yeah, music trash. No, but music trash is are my other podcast. Um, I mean, yeah. Music trash is the name of Beverly Bryan's Earth Two podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but also I don't know. My feelings about genres is just like people are like, oh, you can't call it that. You'll ruin everything. And it's sort of just like. It's just a term for to so we can talk about a thing that's happening. Right. It's, anyway, so new club is the new genre that all the kids are into. So let's listen to some new club. <laughs> uh, so this is Arca with the the song Anoche from his new album called uh, Is it Reverie? I think it's Reverie. No, it's self titled. No, I'm I don't know sure. anything. Um, <laughs> we'll look that up we'll later. Look that up. Um, but yeah, for now this is Arca with Anoche. Oh, 
Marikiki, Marikiki, Marikiki abusadora El hombre que a mí me gusta no me lo quita tu señora Puta guillao, pero eres Marikiki en la caverna Puta guillao, pero eres Marikiki, Kiki, 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 Kiki Puta guillao, pero eres Marikiki, Puta guillao, pero eres Marikiki, Puta guillao, pero eres Marikiki, Kiki, 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 Kiki Yo te doy besito y tú me das wiki, pero tú sabemos que tú eres Marikiki Yo te doy besito y tú me das wiki, pero tú sabemos que tú eres Marikiki Um, and yeah, and that last song there was uh, La Delphi by, uh, well, La Delphi is a singer, and the song is called Marikiki, which uh, again, as I explained earlier, it's like saying faggotidididi. Um, and yeah, La Delphi is a sort of a drag queen, just queer performer, dembo singer uh, from Dominican Republic. She's like really out here, really in your face. Um, you know, now is, is the, the, the Kiki part of it, does that slang exist over there of like Kiki, let's have a Kiki, let's gossip, let's talk. Um, maybe not really. Okay. No, not really. I mean, there's, there's a whole, um, you know, being sort of gay and, and again, like a, like a Kiki aspect as like we would have here was right. just w- with the voices and the, you know, the funny like slang and the, the one liners. Um, it exists in Latin America. It's more like sort of diva oriented, mm. you know, more like you want to sound like you, you're an actress from a telenovela or mm. like from a movie and just like, you know, be like a real bitch and just like, I'm so luxurious. You know, it's not that different mm. from how it would be in English. Um, I guess it's, it's just more, uh, aware, I guess of how masculine culture just in general is 
Um, and just, I, that was one of the things that when I was coming out, I didn't, when I was very, very young, um, it sort of turned me off of a lot of like, especially like Latin or like just queer culture of color. Um, because it is generally so masculine in a hetero context, be there, be it Latino, black or Asian. When you're gay, it feels like it's just the complete opposite. It is just, you know, like faggotry pageantry to the max to like, you know, it doesn't like, and I, I don't, I don't even, I'm not gonna even say the word normal here, but it's just, it's just like, I didn't feel like there was some sort of middle. Mm. Um, it was intimidating maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And in DR it's just like, that's the thing. It's just in a lot of these minority cultures being queer. Ooh, somebody's here, but it, it, being queer in some of these minority cultures, it's being a caricature. You're not a real person. Right. You know, when I came out, like my dad's biggest fear was that I was going to be like these cartoons of gays that you, you know, you see online or you see on TV. And it's just like, guess what? I kind of am. <laughs> you know, I'm out here doing your worst voices. fear is true. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was just like, and then I realized I was just like, it doesn't really come with all the baggage that you, you know, said once upon a time. Like, it doesn't come with drugs. Like, he, you know, like when I came out, oof, okay, this is getting to be real. <laughs> Thank you, Tecate. Um, but yeah, when I came out, my dad was like, you're going to get AIDS and you're going to be having drugs and you're going to die. And I was just like, I've never really done drugs. Like, I'd never even smoked weed when I came out. Right. So I was just very like, how old were you? I was 19. Mm. Um, and, but I was already like living on my own. Mm. Like I, I could already like live without money from my parents. Like I, it was strategic, but it was very like, holy shit, you know. So it was. Um, I, again, I'm not like I'm not gonna put myself like I'm not gonna be over dramatic here. Like I wasn't like battling homelessness or anything. Sure. Like, I just you know I mean they never really were able to pay my way, but I was just it was very like, let me just be careful. Let me just be smart about this, you know. Like everybody knew. Mm. My when I came out, my sister was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Right. Like she knew. Right. You know, all my friends from high school were like, "Oh, hey, girl, <laughs> hey." Um, but like, you know, it's just that part of like, especially again, like when you're in part of an oppressed culture, when you're part of like being Latino, like, you know, or black or what have you, just being of color in general, just like you aren't afforded the luxury of reality. Right. You have to live by other people's realities. You can't be othered in another culture. Mm. Um, so anyway, I don't know. That's my own experience. I, uh, I'm i just rambling here. Sure. Um, <laughs> also, like, people are arriving into the studio. Um, but just to add to that, La Delphi is the hottest motherfucking business. Um, that track was dope. Uh, let's take a music break. We'll be right back. I want milk. I want milk. I want milk.
This is the day today. Oh, that last song that we heard, by the way, was a song by Nina Flowers, who is a, a also a Drag Race alum. Uh, Season one. She is a drag queen icon from Puerto Rico. Loca. I live for Nina Flowers. <laughs> Nina Flowers is everything. Um, and she's based in Denver of all random Very places. strange. Um, and I believe it's mostly a house DJ. Yeah. Like her club nights are epic. Have you been? No, I've not. But like, I know a lot of like Miss Jade, like was telling me like she oh, went with Thorgy. Like I think it was Thorgy's birthday. And when Thorgy was playing there and, and Miss Jade surprised her. Oh my God. And it was like, and Thorgy was like, ah! like they were like crying backstage and stuff. Um, and that song, by the way, was called Leche Humana, which, you know, says what? volumes. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this has been one hell of an episode. A journey. A journey and a half. I don't even know if we covered half the things that I wanted to cover. Like we just, things happen. Eric, can you be on every episode? Uh, I don't know enough about Latin music. Whoops. Can we start a new podcast <laughs> just to like have you on every episode? Cold music. I <laughs> just cool music I found. Just hey. So I was on SoundCloud and we're I'm really into song mess. We're not called Latin indie I'm, mess. I'm really into uh uh Lil Yachty right now. Oof. I could do a whole Lil Yachty uh song mess episode, except it's not Latin at all. We can play a little Yachty song song to, song to play us out. Let's let's pull let's pull the audience here. Uh if you had to choose between Bev and I, which one is bad? Which one is bougie? That's not Yachty. I know it's not, but oh. it's within the same vein. Uh, <laughs> I'm, wait, is Yachty from, even from Atlanta? Yeah. No? Okay, well then. I don't know where I'm Yachty's from, from actually. This has nothing to do with what we're it talking about. It doesn't matter. Anymore. And this is, this is what's happened the whole episode. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about I'm queers. bad. Richard is bougie. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, that sounds real. <laughs> um, yeah, but this has been a pleasure question mark sure it's been a lot it's this been, a has been a joy we had emotional conversations so many we had fun gossip about next season of drag race Hilar. we had uh <laughs> some contracts um yeah it's been a show the fantasy uh a tumble, stunts and a shows a carry uh a carry and a half a carry bradshaw carry fisher but um you know and so yes and so uh as every wonderful episode of song mess concludes i just want to remind you all that we, uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, all at SongMess. You can email us at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Send us your music, send us your love. Um, and Beverly, oh God, I, my memory, I'm sorry, I've been drinking. Where, where can people hear the episode? On iTunes. Where? On iTunes. They can totally follow us on iTunes and rate us and like comment on how great we are. That's nuts. And Eric Shorey slash DJ Accident Report, where can people find your music? And you? Uh, I have a Mixcloud for DJ sets. It's just mixcloud.com slash accident report. Uh, you can buy. I did not even know that. Yeah, it's it's not my best work, but it's there. And you could buy Level You Pussy Up by Aja featured on this very episode on iTunes, Amazon. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, support us because we broke. Aja Hello. won't be broke very for much longer, uh, but I will be. Hit yourself to that wagon. Yeah, I know. I know, girl. Um, and uh, Twitter at Eric underscore Shory uh, or follow me and my articles on Nylon and Oxygen and MySpace and hopefully more soon. You know, again, I just want to reflect on this episode, even though it's been messy and chaotic. I mean, it kind of reflects life and song mess. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just every word has been gold. Well, again, we're trying to shine a spotlight on members of the community that like contribute very important things, messages, life, art. ideas, art, all of it. Um, and that are underappreciated and underseen. Um, you know, again, lots of things are happening. Again, it's important not only to acknowledge it, but to say it, you know, trans lives matter, you know, trans colored lives matter. Like, you know, however you want to say it, just make sure you're saying it, saying people's names, acknowledge their faces, acknowledge their stories. You know, we're, you know, the whole fucking Trump trans people and trans children in schools can't use the bathroom of their preferred gender. Just being like a big old fuck you to children 
that I can't fucking get down with. There's there's a whole lot that I can't get down with, but that one, I you know, that's I'll, a bad one. I'll march for that one. God damn it, for real. You know what? And also, since this is Women's History Month, I'm I've decided I'm going to be on that all month. Yes, that's that's is what I'm going to make yes. this about for real. And so you know, it's important to like, you know, be outspoken again. Again, if if there if you can learn anything from this episode, it's just like you know, it may not be the sexy story of the day. But it fucking matters. And like these are real people with real stories, with real citizenships, with real tax paying money, you know, that deserve every fucking right given to them by the law, you know, and more at this point, because we're just killing people for no good goddamn reason. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun note to end on. Yeah, for real. Uh, we're going to always end on a fun note. We're going to end on a song by Hercules and Love of Hair. Um, featuring Nomi Ruiz, who is a, um, again, a terribly talented, uh, trans woman actually from, uh, I believe her background is from Honduras. Um, she's, you know, she's just stunning. She's done tons of model work. She's an excellent singer. Uh, she's, you know, done some work with, as Jessica Six. Um, and again, this is the song called, uh, You Belong. Why'd you bring that in, Eric? Um, I just thought her voice sounded really gorgeous on this track. And I thought considering the political message of our episode, you belong seemed like a nice note. I hear that. All right. Well, again, thank you to Eric Shorey slash DJ accident report for joining us. What up? (laughs) Hey, Bev. Hey. Um, so I think we're going to get the fuck out of here. Can we go eat? Yes, Mexican food and more alcohol after this. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Have a happy song mess. Happy Women's History Month. Fuck Trump. Stay woke. Bye. The next they call me Call me to your side The lights they blind me They take my side Oh you stole me Waste my senses again The lights they blind me Thank you.